the IRL of it all, the in real life of it all is everything. People are dying from loneliness, from boredom, from, from being isolated. I firmly believe that this space is absolutely necessary. And I've heard from people that they're looking forward to it because what you're saying is exactly right. It, it's just not, you know, we're not meant to be isolated like that. We're no. um, social people. You know, I think a lot of people are actually looking forward to having a beautiful and safe space for women of color. Welcome to the iFund Women Show, where we are talking to one entrepreneur about one huge problem in her business, and we are going to help her solve it. I'm your host, Karen Kahn. My team and I founded iFund Women to help female entrepreneurs get access to the capital, the expert coaching, and the lucrative connections all designed to grow our ideas into profitable, sustainable businesses. Let's do this. Hello, iFund Women Land. How we doing? I'm so excited to have Elizabeth Gay, the founder of IPA Day. So Elizabeth, I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for being with us on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm sure you know by talking to your founder friends that entrepreneurship problems are totally universal. The problem that you're having, which is how do I fill up my sales funnel for the opening of my space, is a problem that millions of other entrepreneurs are having right this second. So without further ado, Miss Elizabeth, can you just pitch us your business? Give us your high level pitch on what the business is, why you started it, what the problem you're solving is, and why you are the woman to start and run this successful business. So Epide is a community and co-working space for Black, Indigenous, and women of color who are transforming society for the good of their communities. And I'm a social entrepreneur with more than a decade of experience advocating and working for women of color. And I founded Epide because along the way, I learned that it's important for those of us who are working for equality, justice, and positive social change to have gathering spaces that are truly safe and where we can fully participate. You know, but often outside of our families and friendship circles, those spaces are few and far between. I've surveyed hundreds of women of color in the DC area and beyond, and overwhelmingly, people agree that having physical spaces exclusively for people of color is important. Black, Indigenous, and women of color need and deserve safe spaces to gather and to grow. So Ipade is here to meet that need, but we are not just another co-working space or a social club. You know, what sets us apart is our emphasis on equipping women of color to make social impact. So we're ultimately building power to change the world for the good of Black and Brown communities. I mean, mic drop. I have the chills. All I really do. Because you're right, it's not just another co-working space. You are pulling together like-minded change makers and activists. Mm -hmm. And what better place to do it than in D.C.? There's nothing in D.C. proper that's for women of color. So I want to be the first space to do that. Yes, I love it. Okay, so all of our listeners, watch this space because you're going to want to be a member. I miss my co-working spaces. I miss my community spaces. I joined all of them in New York, literally. Because for women, the community is so critical. And the IRL of it all, the in real life of it all is everything. I mean, people are dying from loneliness, from boredom, from, from being isolated. I firmly believe that this space is absolutely necessary. And I've heard from people that they're looking forward to it because what you're saying is exactly right. It's just not, you know, we're not meant to be isolated like that. We're social people. And so, you know, I think a lot of people are actually looking forward to having a beautiful and safe space for women of color. What is the problem that we can help you you try to solve today? Yes, I'm definitely trying to learn how to fill our sales funnel 
so that when physical space is ready to open, we've got customers ready to go. And I want to do that without giving away all of our products or you know a lot of services for free. We're going to talk about what you're doing now as sort of a jumping off point, because I've heard through your coach who loves you in Cicelo, by the way, that it's been really hard. And I can attest to this as well. It's hard during a pandemic mm-hmm. to charge people for stuff, correct? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel great. I'm just kind of wondering, does that resonate with you, that feeling? It absolutely does. And it did It did feel a little icky for me in particular, as someone who's founding a space for BIPOC, because not only were we going through the pandemic, but we were also dealing with the murders, the state-sanctioned murders of, of Black and Brown people Yep. Um, and the organizing and, and uprising that had to happen to bring that to attention, to call for justice, you know, which in many cases is still not met. And so for a big part of 2020, I, I did not feel comfortable charging. I but get it. that's not a sustainable model. So let me ask you another question. Have you seen, because you've been doing this now for a little less than a year, mm-hmm. have you seen that people are getting benefit from the services and the things that you're offering them for free. Absolutely. Tell me a couple success stories. So we do surveys after each event. Overwhelmingly, again, five out of five star rating as far as, yes, this met my need. Yes, I learned something from it. Yes, I'm going to use the information going forward. It has been really transformational and affirming for many people to be in community with other women of color who share their values around justice, around equity, around um, building up black and brown communities for them to connect, right? To be in solidarity, to know that there are people out there going through the same thing they're going through, but also they can share information. They share, you know, they brainstorm ideas. Coming together to, to learn, to process. So a lot of the events that we did earlier on in the pandemic, earlier in 2020 was around adjusting to this new life during the pandemic. And so there were a lot of people that walked away with actual tools. Um, There was one story of somebody who, you know, we had a a workshop on actually another iFund Women participant. She's an iFund Women founder, the Gather Your Life Planner. Yes. She did a workshop for us to help us gather our lives and organize our our days and our weeks and our calendars in a way that we could better reach and fulfill our purpose, right? What we wanted to accomplish in, in life and how we wanted to, you know, exist in and the vision that we had for our lives. And so, you know, someone sent back or posted on Instagram their calendar, their schedule that they made and was like, this is amazing. You know, they it was color coded. So people are actually walking away with, with solid things that they can implement in their life. Oh my gosh. I mean, you're giving me all the feels. First of all, you had me at, you collabed with another IFWC (laughs) member. So like, that's everything. So you, you've been doing this free stuff and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to like ding you on that because the reality is you've got to build up your community and build the trust of your community. Tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of online communities have popped up during the pandemic. And it's like, what's the differentiator and how can you charge? And then on you layer on top of it, the layers of the layers, if you've got BIPOC women who are activists and doing the work mm-hmm. and you've got the BLM movement, the resurgence of the racial awakening in this country that continues. So I understand why you've been doing a lot of stuff for free. Good on you, right? And here's why it's good on you. Because when you are ready to open your doors, Elizabeth, you are going to have so much love, brand love, and people who have saved money to sign up and actually pay for memberships. So this is one thing to think about. 
all of the women who have enjoyed the free services or the $5 tickets, which PS is free, you're, you're not breaking even. In fact, you're probably losing money right now. Right. All of those people you need to start communicating with about the opening of the space. Mm-hmm. Now it can be a little droplet, not a whole PDF, not a whole mass email, but personalized notes, to be honest. So like MailChimp, for example, segmenting your audience of your digital community members in MailChimp and just tagging them based on maybe a workshop that they attended or feedback that they gave or where they live, potentially their socioeconomic status. Is this a woman of means or not? You know, so you really want to hyper segment your already existing community in order to email market to them which is really just another way of saying in order to talk to them. Is yeah, this resonating? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We definitely um, use tags. So, you know, every event is tagged. If they come to co-working, that's tagged, you know, how they get to us. You know, I think what's interesting is like you said, the hyper segmentation. So getting even deeper than that, I think that's definitely the, like a next level for us. Absolutely. Because you want to know, who the women are who can afford a membership to the space. Tell me right now the digital programming you're offering and what are people paying for stuff? Yeah, so so last year we were doing these, um, these workshops and events. We started um, charging for them in the fall. So from $15 for like a wellness workshop to $100 for like a three-part business planning series. Um, and then we started selling um, memberships through our I Fund Women campaign, um, which we did sell memberships to the virtual community. And then we started selling the memberships actually at the location of the virtual community for like $19 a month. And so right now, what we're doing is moving into a model with a bit more structure around the programming. We're going to be doing a mastermind pilot or, you know, some other programming pilot um, for social entrepreneurs and charging a fee for those folks to access the, the program. Those are the things that are, are kind of floating around right now for people to pay for online. Got it. And what are you finding right now? Are people paying for it? It sounds like you've got a pretty decent amount of people paying for it. Obviously, it's never as much as you want, but are you really struggling with like a leaky funnel? Yeah, I think so. So a lot of people, a lot of people who were in the membership space, the online community, um, supported through the crowdfunding campaign. And I think, I suspect they were just wanting to support and not necessarily looking for another community to join. So since the, you know, since we had that offering through the campaign, you know, there, there have not been that, like that many people that are signing up for the membership. Like I'll some days randomly get folks who have signed up and I'm like, how'd you find this? You know, where'd you come from? But and what do they say? Oh, where are they coming from? They're coming from social media, from the from the mailing list. So they there are ways that you know they find us. We have a funnel structure. Tell but, me about it. So the funnels is really our our biggest opening. So, you know, at the top of the funnel um, is really social media for us, and for the most part, that consists of Instagram. So we're on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. But Instagram has our largest following, and so Your Instagram are, is great, by the way. Yes, people love it. Thank you for that. And also, you know, people love it. People are attracted to the branding. You know, they love the colors. They they love the content that we're putting out. And so I think people are intrigued by what they see on social media. And, you know, 
then there are opportunities, you know, for them to show up for events, to come to the virtual co-working that we've been doing um, consistently since January, to sign up for the newsletter, participate in the crowdfunding campaign. So there are different ways to engage once they reach us on social media. Got it. Okay. So top of the funnel is, is social. And then once they're getting in there, so if I come and sign up for your email list, Mm -hmm. what do I get? Like, what's the first thing you say? Like, what do you send me? Yeah. So people get a welcome email. There's a, a, a welcome email series. And in the first email they get you know, what we were offering as like a carrot on our website, which is the activist guide to self-care. So a, um, a PDF document with oh, wow. tips, tools, affirmations, resources for self-care, self-love, you know, de-stressing are, you know, the people that are attracted to EPOD A and benefit, you know, our target market is really social entrepreneurs, activists, innovators, yes. leaders who are working for positive social change, transformative change. And it's exhausting. Um, it's exhausting. It's hard. It's, you know, at times, you know, you get disenchanted, you get discouraged. It's putting it mildly. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to help people um, not bounce back, but take care of themselves. So there is no need to bounce back, right? They're sustaining that, that momentum um, in a way that really works for them. So they don't burn out to begin with. Got it. So it sounds like that PDF is very substantive and chock full of a lot of great information. Accurate? Yes. Okay. Here's my first piece of coaching for you. Mm -hmm. Drip marketing is like kind of a drippy name, but the idea behind drip marketing is you want to drip out little gems, nuggets at different time points to different segments of your audience, depending on who they are, which is why knowing exactly who your people are is critical from how much money they make. And you can ask these questions. You actually can, to be honest. Where do they work? What is their core job? Do they run their own company? Or are they working for, you know, you're in the DC metro area. I would imagine that a lot of people have day jobs working in the government. And so is this just like their volunteer work? Is this their nonprofit work? Like you really want to understand micro segments of your audience and then levels of wealth and et cetera. We talked about that. But then from there, understanding the psychographics of the audience. So a social entrepreneur is different from an activist. I'm a very different psychographic mindset than someone who's working in the government or working a day job and in their spare time is an activist who's out and doing the work and whatever that means to them. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to the content, so let's take this PDF, for example. So the PDF sounds like it's got content that's relevant to both audiences. Chop that up into bite-sized gems because you're sending out this amazing, you know, five to 10 page PDF on like how to take care of yourself, how to Mm -hmm. wind down, how to prepare for the marathon, not the sprint, like all these things. Mm -hmm. People don't have time to read that whole thing. And also like the fact that it may be an attachment or if it's a link to download, I don't know what it is. Um, It's a link to download extra steps you're going to lose people right there. So I would start and PS, just assume no one's seen this content. If you're thinking like, oh no, I can't send this out again. You absolutely can, but you're going to send it out in little gems and the gems are going to be right in the email. Mm -hmm. And in the email, they're going to be fun. Activism is not fun. Let's just be clear. Like none of us want to be activists. We have to be because we believe in some stuff and a Mm -hmm. lot of stuff is wrong. 
But mm-hmm. activism is not fun. So getting something lighthearted or self-carry in your email, that's just like all you have to do is look at the email and maybe it's a gif, maybe it's some saying, or maybe it's like three ways to draw the perfect bath to unwind after your day of marching. I'm just making stuff up. Mm-hmm. But you want to take all of that great information and break it down into bite-sized chunks. And that gives you, A, so much more content, mm-hmm. so many more. And you don't want to spam people. You don't want to be emailing them constantly because then your, your open rates are going to drop. So it's a fine line between what do you email them and what do you put on social. So you should definitely be repurposing this content for social in bite-sized chunks. So the idea is that instead of sort of sending out a mass email to whatever, how many thousands of people or hundreds of people are in your community, you are really tailoring it to who these people are and what they care about in that weekly newsletter or in that weekly email. Because like people might get two different newsletters Mm, okay, or three different newsletters where like your core content of like what's coming up this week at Mm Epodic might be like. Wednesday workshop is this, Thursday workshop is this, blah, 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 your schedule. But then it's like something very tailored to whatever that tag is in your MailChimp. I don't know if you're using MailChimp, but you get it. Mm-hmm. Does this make sense? It does, but this is a keep it real show. So what I'm going to say is, you know, keeping it real, it sounds like a lot more work to be creating three different newsletters <laughs> or, you know, two or more depending on, um, the psychographics of, you know, the audience or the segment, that particular segment. Yep. Do you remember our first coaching session together when you just propped up your Instagram and the coaching session was, how do I get my social started? You may not remember, but I remember it like it was yesterday and it was over a year ago. Mm -hmm. I remember where I was sitting. You were like, how do I get this going? I was like, you need to be posting all this content needs to be value driven, the give, 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 get algorithm, all the things that we talk about. Mm -hmm. You're like, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm like, yeah, welcome to running a business. And look who did it. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to create three different emails. So you're, you have your template in MailChimp already. You're not changing design. You're not changing your template. You're not changing your head or your foot or nothing. You will have some consistent content in there for everybody to enjoy. Mm-hmm. and the useful stuff, the calendar, whatever it is. And then, you know, try it for one month where your weekly email is sent out and, and you can just do two buckets. Like you don't have to boil the ocean on the first shot. The key is testing, learning, and iterating. So I would start with who are my social entrepreneurs out there getting that money, honey, and who are my activists who are just trying to stay sane in this world? That you can do. Absolutely. That you can do. So let's just start off small and test the open rates, the click-through rates, and the response rates on the email to the two different groups and see how it goes. Great. That doesn't sound so terrible. That's definitely doable. Okay. The more targeted you are in your messaging and make people feel seen and heard, the more they're going to engage with you. Can I ask you a question? Yes. So test, learn, iterate definitely resonates with me because I've been trained in like design thinking and innovation, innovative thinking. And, um, you know, I guess the question that I still have is how long do you give to test something? A couple of weeks. If, you, if we're just talking about email testing to two different groups, a couple of weeks, 
just to see if your open rates go up, you're like, oh, I'm onto something. People like this. Like, that's it. Open rates and click-through rates. And then if it's working, you can take that a step further and maybe make a third segment. Mm-hmm. So that's email marketing. Because remember, and this is like pop quiz time on the iPhone women method, how many touches does it take for somebody to actually purchase something? Six or seven. Good. Five to seven. You you get an A. Yes, it takes five to seven exposures to your brand, positive exposures mm-hmm. for people to put down the money. And that's something that we forget. It's true in crowdfunding. It's true in marketing. It's true in sales. It's true with everything. It's like you see an ad on TV, you know, you're searching for something and you may see an ad pop up there. Obviously, they're trailing you all around the interwebs and everywhere you go. So like they know you, they're retargeting you. So if you are trying to convert your free people who have been enjoying all the free things and getting all the stuff out of it to paid people, you can start to, first of all, you can just make the ask. I would say before even getting into ads, make the ask through text, through a personal email, through your MailChimp, through IM, DM, whatever it is. It's like, hey, Kate, I'm just using an example. Hey, Kate, it's been so amazing having you in the community. I'm so glad you got so much out of the color coding. Loved your Instagram post. Wondering if you're interested in becoming one of our paid members because you know we really want to continue to provide this service for our members and really every dollar counts to keep the lights on until we open up our space. Would you be willing to pay for your next session? I would even just like ask people, honestly, and see what they say, solicit feedback. This could be like another little research project. Mm -hmm. What happens when you just ask people who have been getting stuff for free, Mm -hmm. if they wouldn't mind paying something for it, because you are running a business and trying to keep the lights on so that all of the activists can have their safe space. And if people are getting everything for free, you're not going to be able to do that anymore. I think just having an honest conversation with all your freebies, because I bet you it is always the same people who are going for the free stuff. I think you need to have a conversation with your community, real talk, mm-hmm. maybe you set it up as an Instagram live with another founder who's in a similar boat. And you talk about why it's important for people to pay if they're getting a service that is of value to them, if they are learning something, if their lives are improving, if they wanna to continue to enjoy that service, they've got to pay something. And I think that this is also a good time for you to do some more market research on what people are gonna be able to pay comfortably for the IRL space. Because everything you're doing now is mapping to that space. Yes. You need to really figure out who the people are that are constantly doing the freebies. Mm -hmm. Do they have money or not? And you need to talk to them about paying. Period. End of story. What are the free things that people are getting? So right now, the weekly co-working is our only freebie. And we have been doing that bi-weekly since beginning of January. And tell us about that product. What do we do? Folks, RSVP you know, via our website or social media, they get the registration information as far as like log, logging on to Zoom. And we get on the Zoom for about two hours, you know, and talk about challenges that we're experiencing, things that we want to celebrate, information that we want to share with folks, questions we have. So people find it a safe space to talk about um, really personal things. So not everything is, is work or activism related, but we've cultivated a community such that people feel feel safe and feel comfortable bringing really deeply personal things to the group 
to get support, to get resources, to just be in solidarity with each other. So those are kinds of things that we do. It's a place yeah. to brainstorm, to bounce ideas, to workshop things. That, my friend, is not co-working. <laughs> like just first of all, what you're describing is like a founder, uh, like a support circle. You're yeah. describing therapy. You're describing your community, which is what people need to pay for. Are the same women showing up every time? So now we've gotten to the point where we are getting a... I'm recognizing, you know, we recognize faces and names and we know what people do now. Like people are on their like third or fourth time, you know, since we started. So yeah, there are some regulars. Okay. Okay. So I think that an easy thing for you to start doing is like after your second time, it is, you know, whatever amount of money it is per, per time. And it doesn't have to be a ton, but you need to get people into the habit mm-hmm. and the mindset of if this moment, if this two hours, that's a lot of time for you. Mm-hmm. And you're also curating the discussion, it sounds like. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're keeping it going. So it does take being on, you know, so I yeah. am on for two hours and then have yeah. cleared before. And so, you know, that, that does expend energy, but I'm definitely fueled by the conversations that we're having and seeing people make connections, seeing people, again, get, get connected to resources, to, to have um, epiphanies to be able to learn things that they can then go and apply and be their best selves and live their best lives. You know, that's rewarding for me. You just said the word epiphany. I think your co-working thing needs a rebrand, my friend. This is like epiphany circle. Come to our epiphany circle. $10 a week or $10 a session, whatever. (laughs) Co-working, ew. Epiphany circle, Hell yeah. I'm going to that and I'm paying 10 bucks okay. because I want to have an epiphany. Love no it. one, no one's doing that yet. If I were you, I would get out an email and say, exciting news. The epiphany circle is here. After months and months of research, doing these co-working space events, we've realized that what people have gained from it are epiphanies. It's an epiphany circle. And in order to join, it is $10. That's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. People are going to be like, yes. And if they don't, then they don't. Well, you got to test and learn. That's the thing. Right. You know, it's not easy to sell stuff. It's not as easy as I'm saying like, oh, just charge and it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. This is an OBS show. You may have people that are like, I'm not paying for that. Well, then they didn't get value out of it or they don't value what you're doing. And maybe they're not your best customers anyway. The people mm-hmm. that value what you're doing and get stuff out of it, are going to pay that $10 in a nanosecond. So I want to make sure you kind of get in a better place. Solving the sales funnel problem is a massive, massive, massive task. We can't solve it all in one session, but we can get you on your way psychologically Mm -hmm. to stop giving stuff away for free. So what I just heard from you, the only thing that you're giving away for free are these co-working space moments, Mm -hmm. which really are not co-working. It's really a group session. They're Mm -hmm. therapy, it's epiphanies, it's connections, it's business. It's highly valuable. Mm -hmm. Monetize that. That's the problem we're going to solve for you today. Monetize that. And I want you to come back on the show and tell us how it went. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. I think the thing we want to like close on is your strategic vision and how do we get you to there? Your goal right now, my friend, is to work on the business model for the space. How much is it going to be to rent the space? Finding the space, actually. What do you need to put down for first, last security? 
Do you need to do a build out? Do you need to decorate all of these things? And I know you have this done probably, but if you don't, you got to get it going. And then, and also use resources. Don't reinvent the wheel because you're charging people a membership and they are getting access to the space, the programming, all the things you're going to be doing. So you have to build in budget for programming, budget for whatever you're doing. And then we need to understand what your startup costs are and then understand what the go forward sort of maintenance costs are. After you build it out and start it up and get all the things going, what are the ongoing monthly costs? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then from there, it's how much and how much space do you have? And legally, how many people can you have in the space at the same time? Right. Doing all the math and backing that out to a membership fee. Annual is going to be your best bet and you can let people pay monthly, mm -hmm. which is where the way a lot of folks do it, which is makes it much more palatable for people to join. I can promise you it's not going to be a $19 a month moment. Definitely not. No, no, no. No, and it shouldn't be. You're offering people a safe space to come and plunk their stuff down and either work, have a snack, be in community, collaborate, meet their co-founder, meet their you know next bestie. Right. You right. are offering a space that is so valuable. And by the way, you're going to have a waiting list and then you're going to want to open up in other cities and states. Yes. So we're thinking big on this. Okay. While we're solving your somewhat leaky funnel now, what mm -hmm. we're really doing is number one, a training your, the freebie people to pay for things. Mm -hmm. You might want to consider raising prices on the things that people are already buying. Cause I can tell you, you right now, your prices are already too low. Okay. If you do a cost analysis of how much your time is worth, truly, you know what your time is worth, whether it's people hire you to do consulting gigs or your day job or whatever you make. Mm -hmm. That's what your time is worth. Pay yourself, get yourself paid. So that might mean increasing your prices. Mm -hmm. And by the way, when you do that, so it's funny, when we started off with our coaching, nobody has any idea on how to price these things. Let's be honest. I listened to a lot of podcasts and I listened to the class pass founder. She was talking about, and she's been around for a long time. She was talking that it took her like two or three years to get her pricing model situated. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be a thing that's just comes right out off the bat. We've iterated on our pricing multiple times and we have found that the more we charged, the more sales we made because we were completely psychologically undervaluing what we were doing. I'll give you an example. We started off with our monthly coaching rate was $69 and you got two 30 minute private sessions with a coach and all the follow-up and the emails and all the stuff. And we did the unit economics and we were like, okay, we're, we're barely breaking even, but we're mm -hmm. just going to try it for this for now. We could not sell those $69 memberships to save our lives. It was like, we were, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yet the women that were buying the, buying them and going through the program and raising 27 times more money because they did the coaching. Mm -hmm. We paid itself back on the first day of the campaign. They were like, why aren't more people doing this? We're like, I don't know. So then one of our team members brilliantly was like, you know what? Let's try $1.99 a month. And that we couldn't, that we're selling like hotcakes. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. It's the value perception. Mm -hmm. So the less you charge, people are going to think it's not worth it. Like, why do I pay five bucks for this or even 10 bucks? Versus maybe a $25 admission to the epiphany circle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Think about it because you're going to give them so much more value. 
They're going to be your loyal, sticky customers who can obviously afford it and are getting a ton of value out of your product. Those are your word of mouth people. Those are the people who are going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this program at IPA Day. And like, you've got to sign up for their thing. Mm -hmm. Those are the people you want to work on cultivating. Yeah. The freebie people, we got to start migrating them out. Just being real with you because it's, they're a time suck and your time is precious. It's your most precious commodity, especially in the business where you are curating the programming. You are part of the programming. You know, you're doing everything. Your time is so limited and so precious. You have to charge more for it. So I think I'm going to like mic drop and end there. Love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. I don't know if this solved your leaky funnel problem, but hopefully it solved some sort of thought processes around when and why to charge for your services. You know, I think it's it's a smart move to definitely continue to test, learn, iterate with charging people, you know, for, for valuable services, for valuable products. People are gaining value. It's, it is just having that, that confidence that people will pay for that product. And if not, they're not the right customer, right? They're not a customer at all. That's right. (laughs) You know, but there is, like you said, that that question of finding those customers, finding those people that will pay for the products by continuing to build up the sales funnel, by nurturing folks that are connected to us on the list through social, nurturing other folks who are, you know, finding events and and coming to those and that kind of thing. So, you know, I think, I think we did, we definitely did touch on the sales funnel piece and, I'm certainly willing to to test um, and keep learning what the right pricing is going to be that attracts customers who are who are really going to be with Epade and build up our community and be with us in the, in the long run. Entrepreneurs, thank you for listening to this episode of the iPhone Women Show. If you loved what you heard and you learned stuff, please go and give us a five-star review. That's right, five stars. Do it, do it, do it. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and share it with everyone you know, or at least share it with the entrepreneurs in your life. And you do have our permission to share it with dudes. We are an equal access funding platform. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, concerns, thoughts, feelings, whatever, Follow at iPhoneWomen on all the socials. We would love to hear from you. Slide into our DMs and we will totally get back to you.